featuring the creator and lead host of Clutch Crew Sports, Zach. Unfortunately, uh, Eric is an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, and uh, he went through a pretty rough postseason watching uh, my Portland Trailblazers pretty well dismantle his team, so... <laughs> Dang, okay. um, I did, did not realize we were going to go into that. <laughs> you sure you didn't lose your train of thought by looking at this picture here? <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Zach really likes Alex Morgan. Also featuring Eric, I'm a co-host. I specialize in NFL and NBA. If a topic upsets me enough, I'm going to rant about it. So, if Cincinnati you know, wants to turn this around. They've got a few pieces that they can start with and then try to rebuild and get some more draft picks and get some younger talent in there and start it now. Just to face it now that you're going to suck and try to <laughs> try to fix it for the future. For people that want to say Steph is an all-time great or one of the greatest players of, or uh, even maybe the greatest player of all time, how can you really say that, though, if he would have four championships and not have been the finals MVP in any of them? All right, guys. So today we're going to be talking about NFL Week 6. Uh, this is another fun weekend of football. And Eric and I are just going to discuss some of the games that we watched, some of the games that stood out to us, really. So I know in a lot of these episodes... Uh, some same, some similar teams keep reappearing, like Jacksonville and Dallas. <laughs> but honestly, these games have been really close and really meaningful, and they haven't been dud games. So it's still, it's still good to talk about these games. But Eric, uh, I know before the show you were talking about some rants on our way. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not in a good mood tonight. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I'll say for now. I mean, I, I, I think now that the games are over, I'm kind of, I guess maybe, maybe I'm cooling down a little bit. But man, uh, there was some stuff that happened just got me not in a good mood tonight. So I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get through this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it talk about two different days. I mean, the the college for our, you know, Tennessee won, but the Jags lost for us and. I, you know, USF for me won on Saturday, but now my college teams are losing on Sunday. So it, it, I've gone through a lot of highs and lows this weekend with my teams, but uh, there's always next week to look forward to. And hopefully the Jaguars will win next week, uh, taking on Cincinnati. That'll probably be my lock, my, my survival pick. Um, <laughs> so Dang, Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's not that big of a spoiler. <laughs> the, the Bengals haven't yeah. won a game yet, but... Uh, let's get started here with the Thursday night game, the Giants at the Patriots. Uh, Patriots win 35-14. Shocker, Patriots win. Shocker. Uh, <laughs> so we all got that right. Uh, Carolina at Tampa Bay. That was the London game today. You know, if you didn't wake up early enough to watch this, you might have been getting fantasy alerts and been like, what's going on? Uh did I really sleep till one o'clock? But no, this game, <laughs> <laughs> this game, uh, you know, the, the London games usually take place earlier in the morning. 
uh, because of time zones and such. So this one, and I was actually fortunate that the London game was this week because I got to see the Jags game actually on TV for like the first time ever here in Tampa where I'm living. Uh, they, they actually showed it because Tampa was playing in the morning game. <laughs> so uh, I was glad for that, but Carolina gets the win 37-26. Eric, the only one getting this one wrong, picking Tampa. They were the underdogs. And uh, I mean, they beat Carolina last time, but a couple things stood out to me with this game. And I, I like to listen to the local sports analysts here in Tampa. And specifically... Uh, the game day, the radio game day people for Tampa Bay. And so I was listening to this in the car a little bit going somewhere this morning and they were pretty fired up about Jameis Winston because he threw a career high five interceptions. Uh, They had a total of seven turnovers and yet they only lost by 11 points, which is kind of crazy to think about. But Tampa is just such a hard team to... I mean, if if I was a Tampa fan, like, I, I like Tampa, but if I was a diehard Tampa fan, I mean, it's got to be so frustrating having Jameis as your quarterback because he's putting up, like, 400-yard games, like, He's actually had a, a pretty good season uh, statistically, like passing yards, his passing, his passer ratings, and and uh, you know he he can throw the ball. But in Godwin's turned into a true number one receiver. This was they talked about him having like his third straight hundred yard game. Uh, so there's lots of Vita Vea's like a, people are loving him now that he's healthy as a run stopper really stopping Christian McCaffrey this game. I mean, McCaffrey for two games against Tampa has really done nothing. He had two touchdowns for me in fantasy, but he only had like 50-something yards, a total, you know, polar opposite from what he did to the Jags last week. But Tampa's got a great run defense. Um, but the the problem with his Jameis and his turnovers, if, if he could limit those turnovers – I think Tampa could actually be a good team this season, but that's that's such a problem. <laughs> in, a, in a funny line, uh, I heard from one of the commentators in the game is like he was like he he had a quote from Bruce Arians, our head coach, saying something like "You got to risk the biscuit or risking the biscuit," um, something or something like that. I don't know if I'm saying it exactly right, but it was like risking biscuits. But he just throws too many risky passes, and I mean, not all are not. I I highly doubt all five of those are going to be his fault, but a couple of them are, and you, you just can't do that. You can't win games turning it over seven times. Bobo Wilson had a muff punt, so it's unfortunate for Tampa, but Carolina, man, uh, <laughs> this is probably it for Cam Newton. I mean, how do you replace Kyle Allen? When all he's done is win games, five and zero as a career starter, dating back to last year and this year. I mean, shoot, I I wouldn't change him out, even though he's not like the main reason for their wins. Like you, you don't take out a quarterback who's won five games in a row like that. 
to the start their career, most of them being on the road too. The the one against Jacksonville was his only home one home win. All the others have been on the road. So I I know uh, Eric, your friend Allen is a huge Cam Newton fan, but I think he's gonna be a Kyle Allen fan soon. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> He'll probably drop Kyle Allen next year. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah so. That's an interesting thing to see what's going to happen there because, like you said, he's won every game he's played in since he started, but he also, it's not like he's lighting it up for, you know, 300 yards and three touchdowns every game either. So it's it's hard to say, like, what to do there, but I'm glad I'm – not, I mean, that's a, it's a good problem to have for Carolina. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what they do when Cam Newton's fully healthy and ready to go. And as I mentioned earlier, I was the only one that got this game wrong. I'd, I'd like to thank Jameis Winston for contributing to me losing <laughs> this game on the prediction. So thank you, Jameis. I, I didn't see this game, so I, I don't know if they were five bad interceptions or – like if the majority were his fault or not. But when you throw five interceptions, I mean, there had to be at least a couple that were his fault. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting. Tampa Bay is a Tampa Bay is a hard team to predict. I think I've gotten them wrong almost every single time. <laughs> like I either, I think I picked the Saints to beat them last week, but it seems like every time I pick them, they lose. And then whenever I pick the other team they're playing against, they win. So I... I'm kind of hating Tampa Bay right now. <laughs> Not literally hating yeah. them, but it, yeah, yeah. Like when I when I see With these them predictions, the, when I see them in the you know weekly predictions, I'm like, oh man, I don't even know what to do here. So they're they're definitely a Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde type of team, at least from my perspective. Yeah, I I would say kind of like the Tennessee of the NFC. Um, I think they're yeah, I, I could I could agree with Tennessee, that. But as far as like a week to week basis, like just destroying the Rams to you know throwing five picks like yeah it's it's you never know what you're gonna get um with Jameis Winston is gonna show Mm -hmm. up (laughs) yeah so yeah so we'll move on from that Seattle at Cleveland this is another really close game uh credit Seattle for pulling it out late I mean they just seem to have a knack for doing that I I was jarring on them earlier in the season about all these one-point wins and stuff. This is a four-point win, but hey, I mean, whatever, whatever's working for you. And I, I thought Cleveland would really be able to win this. I, I was the only one who picked Cleveland. I thought at home, with a you know Seattle's offensive line and Cleveland's pass rushers, that they would be able to slow down Wilson. And I thought their offense would, like, kind of have a bounce back after that embarrassment on Monday Night Football, but. I was wrong. They they had an early lead, but Seattle got back into the game and and took control in the fourth quarter. So, um, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of hating on Cleveland too, I guess, because I've also got I've also got Odell Beckham in our family league, and I'm just frustrated with his performances too. So, uh, moving on, Houston at Kansas City. Houston wins 31-24. Eric and I both got this one wrong. Connor and Nate got it right. I was really surprised when we made these predictions that two people picked Houston. I thought maybe one person would, but I thought Kansas City, you know, there's no way they're going to lose two in a row at home. Uh, and Mahomes is going to have a bounce back. And, you know, 
and all this stuff, but credit Houston for, for coming up with the win. 17 of the 24 points scored by Kansas City were in the first quarter. So Kansas City got out hot. They they started out rolling, and I thought it was going to be smooth sailing, but Houston gets the win here, much to the dismay of Eric and myself. Yeah, Kansas City is <laughs> another team I'm hating on, like Tampa Bay, not just because I've gotten them wrong in these predictions two weeks in a row, but I mean, it figures they beat Jacksonville, and then when they play our divisional rivals, Indy and Houston, they lose to both of them. I mean, yeah. it, it just seems to be like the type of year I'm having in sports. <laughs> like, they'll probably win, like, all the rest of their games. Although they better beat the Titans. <laughs> yeah, at least beat the Titans, please. Come on. But then they probably won't lose another game after this. Like, yeah, but, they lose to, they, yeah. but they lose to our two divisional rivals, of course. Like, oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I, ugh. I'm in a great mood tonight, you can tell. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know, Eric, you saw the Joker recently, but I hope hope you didn't laugh too hard when you saw that. (laughs) Because I've seen memes for the Joker where it's like that that guy that laughs really hard in the movie theater and then like the sideways look like oh shoot <laughs> so <laughs> no. hopefully hopefully you're not having too many negative thoughts or whatever <laughs> right now all i'm having are negative thoughts <laughs> oh god <laughs> it's for the movie. yeah, it's yeah I, I don't want to spoil the movie for you just yeah, briefly off don't. topic but there's another line in the movie where he's like that someone told him like he was talking someone was talking about like being happy or something like his mom i think and he said i haven't been happy a minute of my entire life i was like oh my gosh dude <laughs> <It's> dark <laughs> yeah but that, that's how i'm feeling at the moment but i've obviously okay. been happy but before obviously but yeah right, right now not so much <laughs> yeah. all right so the tank bowl here washington at miami uh eric and nate got this one right picking washington Connor and I picked Miami. I went with Miami for the home field advantage uh, solely. And then I thought Rosen might be able to do something. I was like, you know, maybe Rosen will have a good game here. But that wasn't the case. He got benched for Fitzpatrick. (laughs) So Miami is a complete mess. (laughs) You can't even beat Ryan Fitzpatrick, bro. Dude, that quarterback's like... They've been both benched for each other like several times this year. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I guarantee man. the next game, like Fitzpatrick will get the start and then he'll get benched for Rosen. Probably. So, <laughs> like, probably. <laughs> those guys, I mean, they're just going to have like a dual quarterback system, I guess. Kind of like, kind of like Florida's having. But, oh, um, yeah, so maybe Florida could actually beat Miami. Who knows? <laughs> I wouldn't be I, shocked. <laughs> I feel bad for like anybody that sat down and watched this whole game honestly yeah so well well this game this game i don't feel as bad because it was a close game 17 16 was the final score you know fitz magic scored a touchdown with eight seconds left so it was at least a little bit i mean you gotta know you know there's no expectations there's no hope for this season you know if you're going to these games it's probably because you have like season tickets or something that you already bought uh, or you just want, or you just found that they're really cheap and want to go, you know, have a fun day with your friends. But yeah, so I, you know, Washington obviously won the game, but Philly or not Philly, uh, Miami, I think <laughs> won. 
Miami won the game because they lost the game. Uh, <laughs> wow, man. <laughs> so, I mean, I really hope. And, and the thing, too, here's my defense for this because, okay, Miami still got the Jets twice on their schedule. I know the Jets won today with Darnold, but, I mean, they're still the Jets. So you got to think maybe Miami has a good shot of winning one of those games. And so you're not going to have the winless season. But at the same time, if Washington only has a one-win season, let's say you both go 1-15, and you get the benefit of the tiebreaker now since you lost to Washington. So I there's a little bit of thought into this, you know, because you lose to a team that's that's rivaling you to a number one pick. So if this ends up being Washington's only win, and my, let's say Miami scrapes a win because they, you know, don't want to have the embarrassment of 0-16, then, uh, then there's that satisfaction that you're still getting the number one pick, but you you're gonna get you know, at least one win against a bad team, hopefully like the Jets. Uh, but Washington, this is probably their only chance for a win. Uh, I think they played the Jets too, but only one time. Who knows if where it's at? So uh, good job for Washington to at least get one win. Um, might be their only one. We don't know. So and this might have been Miami's best shot for a win. So I know Eric, you said that you were. Uh, you were really thinking about making Washington your survival. Yeah, I uh, the <laughs> Seattle Cleveland game earlier where I got Seattle right, that ended up being my survival pit. But I really did think about taking Washington at least in our clutch crewly because you get three strikes in that. I was really considering picking them, but I just even though I picked them to win and I got it right in this, I I couldn't pick him as my survival opponent i just didn't trust him because i think your dad also has no strikes right now so yeah i'm trying to keep up the pace with him so i was like i gotta take something that feels safer and of course seattle only won by four so it wasn't like they blew out cleveland or anything that was stressful too but mm-hmm. i going into it i felt like i would have a better chance with seattle but man if i had picked washington for my survival pick i would have looked like a genius <laughs> yeah you would have you would have saved Seattle too, which would have been nice. Yeah, also. for sure. Uh, but yeah, so moving on, Philadelphia loses to Minnesota on the road here, thirty-eight to twenty. Final score. Eric and Connor getting this one right. Uh, Nate and I got this wrong, and another one too. I always get these Minnesota games wrong. I don't know why, but I mean, I got the obvious win against Oakland right, but. Shoot, I've been getting a lot of these wrong. Like, I picked the Giants to beat them. Uh, and then I, before that, I picked Green Bay to and stuff. So I, I'm having a, I'm having a hard time with Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how, like, a team can get you like that. Like, we all have at least one team that's been getting us like that where we get them wrong no matter whether we pick them to win or lose. Like, yeah. it's weird, man. Yeah. Uh, so now, this is, I... I sense a rant will be coming up in this next game. New Orleans at Jacksonville. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Connor only won unbiased, I think, enough to pick New Orleans. Uh, but, I mean, I thought Jacksonville could actually win this game. But everybody else, Eric, Nate, and I all got it wrong. 13-6 to was the final score. So it was a one-possession game, but 
I mean, if New Orleans really had to, they could have kicked the field goal at the end at least. They might have scored a touchdown even if they had to. So really about a two-score game here. And I don't know, man. This this Jags team is frustrating because you go from a week of great offense. Like, coming into this, I think the announcer said that we had the sixth-best offense in the NFL. Uh, but then the defense was doing so bad. And then the one week where the defense – plays really well. I mean, Kamara did nothing today. Like, he was a non-factor in the game. Uh, they held Michael Thomas in check. Um, I'm probably forgetting another big player. It seemed like Latavius Murray had was the Saints' best offensive weapon, honestly. Yeah, he really was. Uh, for some reason, we couldn't tackle him. Don't know why, but... Uh, Still, the defense had a, had a good game. They had a good showing. There wasn't, you know, I didn't see many stupid penalties committed. I didn't see that many missed tackles. You know, we got some pressure on the quarterback. We got Bridgewater down a couple times. Uh, so the problem is they couldn't get a takeaway, which meant in the first half we had really bad field position for most of the first quarter and for the first half. So it was like one of those type of games, like a field position, like punt, punt, punt game. And New Orleans got the benefit of having good field position and got a couple of field goals from it. We only got one field goal in the first half. But, I mean, people are clamoring for Ramsey and Telvin to be back. But, like, this game, you can't blame it on the defense still. Like, I, if the offense converts on fourth down, who knows what would have happened. The offense just has a better game in general. Um, Minshew threw a threw a bad interception early in the game. Uh, he had a fumble that they recovered, but still, like a little bit. Minshew looked like a rookie today. I'll say that. Like he, you know, he the madness, the mania, the magic, it all wore off today for some reason. And it was supposed to be the mustache week because. Uh, the Jaguars were giving out free mustaches to like everybody. And so everybody's wearing mustaches. So just, just a disappointment because this is one where you're playing a good team, but you actually have expectations to win and it, it doesn't come up. You don't get the win. It's another close loss, another dramatic loss, so to say. And there is a pass interference that I was really mad about, but I didn't expect Eric to be this mad about. So I'm going to let him talk mostly about that. And, uh, oh, yeah. I, yeah I, <laughs> I, but I share you, dude. I mean, I, I definitely. Yeah, I I'm mad about this, it. But... I mean, don't before I say this, too, I mean, I'm definitely in agreement on everything with Zach. I mean, the offense was not good in this game. The offensive line was not really creating room for Fournette to run. He didn't get many open lanes at all this game. And it seemed like when he did, there was a holding penalty or something. Yeah. And Minshew had the one interception and the fumble, like Zach said, but he also had a lot of other passes that could have been intercepted. It just was not a good game from him. The Saints defense is definitely turning it around. They didn't have a good game in the first week against the Texans, even though they won that game and they didn't have a good game against the Rams in the second week, but they've been, doing a really good job of locking teams down since then so 
I'm hoping it's more so because of how much better the Saints defense is playing as to why the Jags struggled offensively. But at the same time, I have to, I have to go off on the pass interference rule for a little bit here because there's a pass interference. Well, non, it was not called uh, against the Saints here. And as you can see, if you're watching this on YouTube, it's 13 to 6, 11 minutes left in the game. Jags are trying to drive. This could have made a huge difference in the game. But what I what I don't understand is is how they looked at this and did not determine that this was pass interference. Because Zach's going to run the play here, and you're going to see it's plain as day. I pause it right here. Look at that. Okay, he even paused it like a half a second. Yeah. It like kind of lagged for a second. That's okay. There. But you can tell. I mean, this is like some guy like filming his TV, so the quality is not very great. But you can see the ball is clearly not there yet. The Saints player's arm is draped across the front of the receiver. This is interference. Yeah. How is this not pass interference, to be honest with me? I mean, I would love for someone to explain this to me, how this is not a penalty. And I could make, like, them not calling it in lifetime okay, maybe I understand that. But you have a chance to break this down, and you can clearly see that this is a penalty. And then later on in the drive, the Jaguars committed some penalties and then got stuck in a third and 20, which was almost impossible to get out of. And he's also got his arm behind him also, too. I, I know. I go back just a little bit. His arm on the backside is also wrapped around the receiver as well. So he's interfering him from the front and the back. Yeah, right there. You he's, can see his hand he's just right gr- there by just, the number 18. He's like hugging him basically right there. Like, Yeah. Oh, God. Th- this is a penalty. I'm sorry. And, I, um, yeah. Go ahead. I, I just want to interject a little bit too. Another thing that frustrated me even more about this was that, well, this was such an obvious one in my opinion, there were some others that also looked, like they could have been called, but they weren't. I don't think there were any pass interference calls in our favor today. And there were some that I, there were some others too. I didn't, I don't know how legit they were, but they looked kind of legit to me, at least a couple of them. And then this one, I mean, did these refs just not want to call anything because it's the saints and they don't want to get, they're scared of, of the saints fans or something like that. Like is, is, I don't know. Like, is the intimidation yeah, I mean, of like I will say of it being the, of the Saints? Saints fans? I yeah. mean, they they've been screwed over a lot as well, you know, recently. Obviously, with the NFC Championship being the biggest oh. one that led to this rule. <laughs> They're the reason. What, I, what I don't understand, I know, like yeah. in our topic next topics episode, I know Connor has said that he wants to break this down, so I, he's going to provide a you know different viewpoint and probably provide different examples and stuff. But, I mean, there was a stat that came up that said 20 of the last 21 pass interference challenges were not overturned. I mean, what's the point if you can't – what's the point of challenging this then if you know it's not going to get overturned, even if it's obvious like that? Because the commentator was like, well, they review it in live time, and if it doesn't look like it in live time, then it doesn't count. Well, that's garbage because – when you look at a fumble to see if a guy's knee was down or not, you break it down in slow motion. You pause it to see if his knee was down or not. If you review to see whether a guy got both feet in bounds, you pause it when the feet come down to see if the feet were in bounds or not. You don't. They don't just say, oh, well, we watch it in lifetime, 
And if it looks like both feet were not in bounds and we're not going to overturn it or something, this is such garbage to me. I don't, I don't understand how you can look at this play and say that this is not pass interference or not enough to impact the play because this was a seven point game with 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter when the Jags were trying to drive and tie the game. This was a really critical part of the game. You know, it wasn't like the score was 28 to three and we're down in the fourth quarter with three Mm -hmm. minutes left or something and the game's over. Like this is a critical juncture of the game. So I'm pissed off about this. I, this was obviously I'm, upset with the team too like it's not like I'm only upset at this like this was a really ugly game if you were like not a fan of either team watching this game you were probably bored out of your minds it was not an exciting game to watch but when I see stuff like that it just frustrates me and I'm definitely going to be looking forward to seeing what Connor has to say about it in the topics episode I don't know if I'm going to be in that one or not yet but if I am, I'll definitely love to join him and be a part of that conversation because <laughs> yeah. I don't know like what his viewpoint is on it or what he's going to say. But I mean, to me, just from what I saw, that was pass interference, obviously. And then seeing that 20 out of 21 of the last pass interference challenges were not overturned, then why is this even a thing? Why, why are you even able to challenge this if you are, if you have a, 1.2 percent chance of getting it overturned i don't yeah, know it's like an onside kick like you yeah, know <laughs> it, it's it's garbage and then not only that we lose a timeout we had so i mean yeah that was one earlier too. but we yeah. lose a timeout because of that and then we only had one timeout left then at the end of the game to tr- while we were trying to stop them so that that hurt just as much as not getting the challenge overturned so i'm, I'm pissed <laughs> yeah i agree with you man yeah. it's it's frustrating Especially, it seems like Jags fans, too. Like, we, you know, we're used to this. Like, I know every team wants to say they get screwed by their ass and stuff, but I don't know, man. It seems disproportionate with us. Like, it seems like... Yeah, it's like, is like it there's not many... Market, is it because we're a small market team, or we don't have as big of a fan base, or so, you know, we don't bring as much money to the NFL? Like, is that what it is? Like, what's the problem here? Like, <laughs> I don't like, want to be like, I don't want to be like a huge conspiracy theorist yeah, or something, no. but... <laughs> it seems like majority of the time, like when there's a 50 50 call or something like that, instead of it being 50 50, that like 80% of the time it goes the other way and we only get it 20% of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to let you continue the coverage of yeah. the other games. So I'm, I'm going to take a breather here. Get okay. some water, cool, calm down. <laughs> okay. You do that, man. You do that. Uh, so my survival pick of the week, one. Baltimore beat Cincinnati 23-17. We all got that prediction right. Uh, Cincinnati scored a late touchdown here. I wasn't watching the game, but I had a feeling Baltimore wasn't, you know, playing their typical defense, playing more of a prevent defense on that last drive given up by Cincinnati, or given up to Cincinnati. So, I while that one looks close on the scoreboard, I gotta say I I felt safe about that one being my survival pick for for the majority of the game, and then a West Coast game. So San Francisco beat the Rams on the road twenty to seven. Eric and I got this right. Connor Nate got it wrong, and I think now people are actually starting to take San Francisco seriously. <laughs> now they're five and zero. Oh, they're one of only two unbeaten teams left in the league. And their last two weeks have, 
you know, have, I think, put them on the map as kind of a, from a maybe pretender to contender status. And the Rams, man, what's happened to them? Like, they have went from this dynamic offense two years ago that was an, a historical good offense to now putting up seven points. I mean, credit the San Francisco defense for sure, but still, that's uh, that's a major NFL storyline that's going, I think, a little bit unnoticed is how bad the Rams have gotten, you know. So, moving on here, yeah, Kyler. And San Francisco's yeah. legit. Yeah, they are. I mean, <laughs> they're, they, they're legit. So it's not a bad loss, but still at home, twenty to seven. I mean, you, you would think you'd be able to put out more than seven points. I know Gurley wasn't able to go, but this Rams team has some deep issues, I think, going on. So, are we gonna see Blake Bortles? I don't know, but <laughs> uh, oh my god, dude, <laughs> that would be the most insane. Like, unless it's because of injury, where of course he has to go in. That would be insane like after paying jared goff all that money if, <laughs> then you get benched for Bortles, dude oh my gosh I well i've seen there's like memes and stuff like the only man that this is the only man that can save the ram season then it's a picture of Bortles like looking oh goofy in a jags uniform like, <laughs> <laughs> so dude, we'll that see. will be insane if that happened i'll, I'll have to get credit of <laughs> mike's thoughts on that but yeah <laughs> uh Atlanta at Arizona. Kyler Murray picks up his second win as an NFL starter as Arizona wins 34-33. Eric, the only one getting this one wrong. And this was an interesting game. So Arizona had a pretty big lead early on. Atlanta cut the deficit. They ended up having a chance to either tie it or take the lead if they'd gone for two. But they chose to kick the extra point, and of course he misses it, and Arizona wins 34-33 off on this extra point. I mean, Dan Quinn is not, you know, you're not doing any favors for him when you miss an extra point to take this to overtime. Now the Falcons. Oh, thank you, Matt Ryan, for making me lose this game. <laughs> yeah, so if he wasn't already on the hot seat, I mean, this it's almost certain that he's going to lose his job, but. It's it's that's one of that's a big storyline too for the NFL this season is Atlanta man like I mean I know Connor and I were higher on them than most but I mean Connor had them in the Super Bowl and uh, winning the Super Bowl actually so wow that's that's yeah pretty- dude I and thank you Matt Bryant because if you had made that and maybe if they'd gone on overtime and win I would have been the only one to get this right but instead I'm the only one that got it wrong so th- thanks Atlanta. <laughs> I could rant about you too, but I, yeah. I'll save uh, my save my energy. <laughs> yeah. So Tennessee at Denver, you know, if you're looking if Eric and I were looking for one bright spot in the week, it's this right here. Denver, you know, they it wasn't September, but they still won at home here, sixteen to zero. Uh, Eric and I got this right, Connor and Nate got it wrong, and Connor gets his second survival strike predicting Tennessee to win this. I was kind of, I was pretty shocked that he picked them as the survival team, but uh, I also was a little bit shocked that it was 16-0 and that Tennessee ended up benching Marcus Mariota, going to Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill didn't score many points, but yeah. So Tennessee, as bad as the Jags are right now, I think 
it's even worse for Tennessee, even though they've got the same record with the quarterback controversy. Like, at least we have a good quarterback controversy with, like, oh, who's it going to be, Foles or Minshew? Like, at least either one of them you have expectations for, but Mariota and Tannehill you don't really have expectations for. So that's kind of the difference between Tennessee and Jacksonville at this point. Um, Dallas at the New York Jets. Jets win 24-22. This is another big shocker. We all got this wrong, and Eric, I hope you. I was going to say it was a shocker to me. But. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the NFL equivalent of South Carolina beating Georgia. I mean, like, I would say that's a little bit more of a shock than this, but uh, still, I I hope Eric, you drink, you had your water, and you're ready to go for your second yeah, rant. Well, this, this rant's not going to be anywhere okay. as long, but th- this is what I this is what I have to say about the Cowboys. I mean. Okay, uh, now I, what I'm going to say too is that we've called out people on this podcast before, whether it's like a s- certain player or a team, whatever. And then it seems like as soon as we call them out, then they do better. I don't know if they listen to this podcast or what happens. I know like my most recent one was Kurt Cousins after he had that really god awful game against the Bears, but then he's come out and had two good weeks in a row since then. So Dallas Cowboys, I'm going to need you to listen to this because. I have a fiance at home who roots for y'all and is a number one fan. Y'all are her number one team. And she's been a diehard fan of y'all since she was a little kid. And I don't know if y'all know the saying or not. Happy wife, happy life. (laughs) Well, y'all have lost three straight games in a row. And I was able to forgive two of them because the Saints and Packers are both pretty good teams. So I was able to let those go. But you go out and lose to the Jets, which is unexcusable. I know Darnold was back, but that's not excusable. So, well, we got the saying, happy life, happy wife, happy life. My fiance is not happy right now. So I need y'all to get it together and get your heads out of your butt and start playing better and winning some more games. (laughs) I didn't expect it to be like that. (laughs) (laughs) This rant was a mystery for me. I knew what his Jags rant was going to be about, but I didn't know about this. So that's, that's, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, I'm being a little silly there, but at the same time, I mean, between the Jags and the Cowboys for Susan and myself, the Cowboys have lost three games in a row. The Jags have lost two games in a row. So obviously we're not happy campers over here right now. So yeah. Like the only thing that saved me was the Titans losing and the Volunteers somehow winning an SEC game in college yesterday. So, and like I think two of my three fantasy teams are winning. So I have that, but that's not enough. I mean, my Jags winning and Susan's team winning are like my number one and two priorities. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, with a serious analysis here, this has been the number one problem for the Cowboys all season. They get off to really slow starts. I'm pretty sure that in every game they've played, other than maybe the Miami game, the other team got on the scoreboard first. Okay, and you're not going to win very many games when you get behind early on in the game like that. And they were relying on their ability to come back to win their first three games, which, you know, worked because they were playing more inferior opponents. But, you know, against teams like the Saints and the Packers, like, that's not going to work, especially with as big of a deficit as they got behind the Packers. 
And then they were down 21 to three in this game at one point. I mean, that's terrible. And then somehow their kicker made a 62 yard field goal, but then he missed a 40 yard field goal. I don't, that was critical too, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. happy wife, happy life. Mine's not happy right now. So Dallas, get it together, please. Thank you. <laughs> we'll see if it works because I, I do think, uh, I do think there's some truth in what you're saying about us getting on certain players and stuff. Yeah, well, I know, like I said, there was the yeah. Kirk Cousins thing, and then I know there was one before that where, like, I think either you or Connor had called somebody out, like, oh, they weren't, you know, somebody wasn't doing very good or a team wasn't doing good or something, and then suddenly they turned it around, and it was like, what? oh, Texas Tech was one of them. That's yeah. right. When you were mm-hmm. like, man, Texas Tech against Oklahoma, and you, like, ranted about them. They come out and score 45 points the next <laughs> week and win against a ranked team. Yeah. So people listen to the i don't know we only our view count may not be high but somehow the right gets around listening to this yeah (laughs) Yeah. people are (laughs) talking about it somehow so dallas get it together man i mean my goodness yeah and to me i'm thinking the most classic example in my mind for for me getting on a player is uh kyle lowry (laughs) because i was (laughs) back in the back back when we were covering the nba finals and in June, uh, that was that was the guy that almost every episode I was getting on. But then the next episode, I had to, you know, I had to come in like, oh shucks, man, like, ah oh, dang, I got this, you know, I he proved me wrong, like, you know. So <laughs> we'll see if that happens. I'm We've had multiple <laughs> examples of this. So, <laughs> this is, I mean, yeah. this, this is all I can do is try, you know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Come on, Jags too, man. <laughs> so seriously, man. Like y'all, y'all. Okay, like they may say happy wife, happy life, but Susan's not happy for me either because you've been losing Jags. So y'all need to get it together too. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely uh, support of that. Um, I feel bad. So, this has been like a forty-minute episode, and like so far, in like fifteen, probably fifteen minutes of this has been me ranting. Like uh, this is more <laughs> than I've ranted in the last like five episodes. I've yeah, you're getting together. it all out now. Um, <laughs> so. To conclude the Sunday night game, neither of us really watched this, but uh, Pittsburgh beats the Chargers 24-17. We all got that wrong. I guess the Chargers scored 17 unanswered, but still too short to come up with the win there. I'm sure Connor's happy about that, though. Uh, as the Steelers oh, yeah. in with their fourth quarterback, really. Um, so Eric uh, sent me this picture with his... Fantasy game representing Clutch Crew Sports. So tell me how this matchup's going, Eric. Yeah, so this is my matchup in the Blitz Team League. I've talked about it a few times. As you can see there, I circled my game. I've got a pretty good lead right now. Um, I forget exactly who my opponent still has. I'm going to open it right now. I think he has... Let's see. Oh, he's got on Johnson left. That's his only player, so... As long as Carrion Johnson doesn't go for, let's see, what would he have to get? Like 70 points or something, 70-something mm-hmm. points, then uh, I'll get the win there. So, And looking at the other standings, it doesn't look like anybody in front of me is going to lose. So I'll, oh, well, no, New Jack City is going to lose number four. So I'll probably move up to fourth in the standings. So, uh, so far, I'm representing clutch crew sports pretty well i've had a couple 
BS losses where I was like the second highest scorer and lost. But uh, my my team's doing pretty well right now. And I even forgot that I had Sterling Shepard in my lineup who didn't play in the Thursday night game. So if I had benched him for somebody else, I would have got even more points. So and Disley got me zero because of his injury. So I uh, pretty good pretty good week for me. Pretty good season so far. I. I'm happy with my team's performance in that league. So clutch Bruce sports, baby. Yeah. This is the, <laughs> this is your one team, Eric, that I, that I hope wins. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm against you in the other two leagues. So yeah. I know you're rooting against me in those, but yeah, any, any, any support I can, you know, generate from the clutch Bruce sports podcasters, obviously they're supporting me, but anybody that's a fan of this podcast, give me support. I'll I'm representing. Yep. For sure, man. For sure. So, with that being said, everybody, that's going to wrap up today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Next week, we're going to come out with another NFL episode. And in a couple days from now, you will hear our next story episode. You've already got an idea of what one of the topics will be about from Connor. The other topics have yet to be determined. So, it's going to be a true mystery, true surprise every week. And it's truly miscellaneous. As last week's episode is a perfect example of that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully we can get everybody on it. I'm hoping all four of us can be in with the topic and and talking with each other about it. So stay tuned. Great days are ahead, guys. And for the first time in a couple episodes, I'm not going to have to say for Eric, peace. So I'll let him. Yeah, it's it's good to be back. It's good to be back. (laughs) Thanks Thanks for waiting for me. Yeah. So take care, guys. Hope everybody has a great rest of your day. Peace.